Well, hello everyone. This is Carrie back with Homeschool Coffee Break where we help moms that are overwhelmed gain confidence and encouragement and motivation to do the right activities and know that you're doing enough. Today begins a three-part series on Easter, Resurrection Sunday, whatever you want to call it. We have different people with different opinions on all of that. I'm not going down that road today. What I want to talk about is preparing my heart, your heart, our kids' hearts for Easter. We, you know, I think Advent has done a good job of this when it comes to Christmas, but some of us, especially in the non-Catholic part of the church, um, don't do a very good job. The Catholics do a really good job of working through the church calendar. And right now is the middle of Lent. Lent starts 40 days before um, Easter. Uh, that was because Jesus fasted for 40 days. And so Lent began, oh, a couple of weeks ago. And many people, even my daughter told me she was giving up sweets for Lent. And so I thought, wow, it is something that I did not raise my kids with, but I would raise my grandkids now, and I would do things a little bit differently. But we're in the middle of Lent, and we are moving forward to Passion Week or Holy Week, whatever you want to call it. It is the week from Palm Sunday to Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday. And so what I would like to do today and the next two weeks is give you some ideas on preparing your heart for Easter. I'm going to show you some hands-on activities, things you could actually do with your kids beginning this week. Now, if you are listening to me, okay, there we go. If you're on the live or if you're on the replay or listening on the podcast, leave a comment or please, if you're on the podcast, please leave a review or share this with someone that you think it would help as well. So let's just dive right into it. I have a lot to cover today. Let me see if I can get everything straight. I don't have my tape. Oh, well. I want to go through four tips that can help you. First of all, tip number one. We are going to celebrate the greatest holiday of all the year. That is the day that Jesus Christ rose from the dead, conquered death, conquered sin. How are you going to celebrate First thing you need to know is what is the end result? We've got this celebration for a week, or you could even begin now during Lent. We need to look at the end result, which is on Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, and look at God's love, God's sacrifice, Jesus' victory and defeat of sin and death. What will you do to truly celebrate, to thank God, to praise God for what he has done? I'm going to be really honest. When I was growing up, it we mostly focused on Easter, um, Jesus' death, and not all the other things that were going on. And I will say, with my own kids, we actually looked at the different days and celebrated things like the Last Supper, uh, which we'll talk about as we go. But um, you need to know the end result. And if you don't know, gee, we are all sinners, and we all deserve death. I mean, we don't deserve mercy and grace. And yet, God loves each one of us so much that he gave up his only son. He sacrificed Jesus in a cruel death that we cannot even imagine. And Jesus took the penalty for our sins. And all we have to do is trust in Jesus, believe that Jesus died for me. That's all. And do your kids know about that? Sometimes we assume because they're growing up in a Christian home that they do. They need to know that end result of what we're going to celebrate. Number two, 
So what is the end result? Number two, examine. So end result, examine. We need to check our hearts. We need to do a heart check. We need to look at how what is going on in our lives right now. And I'll just tell you, there are different things that are going on. Some of you are rocking and rolling with Jesus, and you're in a good place. Some of us aren't. So look at your motives of why you are doing whatever it is you are involved in. Too often, my motives are selfish. In fact, yesterday, I left church after a conversation and confessed to God. I was being selfish, and I don't want to give it up. That is pretty sad because I wanted my way. I wanted recognition, and that's bad. And so I'm confessing that out loud, not just in the car driving home, but out loud to you because I believe confessing our sins will encourage us and lead us to healing. Sometimes our desires, we need to do a heart check. What are our desires? I am often a very proud person. I have been praying a lot the last month. God, prune the pride out of me. Prune the pride out of our family, our kids and our grandkids. You know, sometimes, I don't know about you, but some of us want to win the argument at any cost. We do not want to give up our right to be right. We don't want to surrender. And that is another thing. My word for this year is surrender. And I am learning to lay down my right to be right. I really don't have a right to be right. Um, and really, there is no relationship w worth winning an argument over at any cost. It's just not. We need to take an examine our motives, our desires, examine our thoughts. What kind of thoughts are here? And I've talked about this before, so I'm not going to talk about details. But if you've got lies and those soundtracks going round and round in your head, we need to replace them with truth. This is a heart check. Motives, desires, thoughts, and then what are your emotions? Now, emotions are neutral. It's what we do with those emotions that makes a difference. So, Proverbs 4.23, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. We need to do a heart check, moms. And then, once we have done it on ourselves, then use what you've gone through to teach your kids to do a heart check too. So they are truly prepared to have a grand feast celebration on Resurrection Sunday. Another verse, 2 Corinthians 13, 5. I pray this almost every single day. Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do not realize that Christ, do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you unless, of course, you fail the test. It goes on to say, take every thought captive to obey you and demolish the strongholds. Demolish the enemy's strongholds. There are strangles on us. Every day I put on the um, helmet of salvation and I say, and it's not like I took it off at night, okay, but it is just such a great way to speak truth to myself god please and take every thought captive in my in my mind in our kids minds in our family mind to obey you and demolish the strongholds and let us think on what is good and lovely and true and pure and honorable and praiseworthy and excellent have you done a heart check lately i think you really do the condition of your heart determines the way you live and just like you have a physical heart check most of you every year you go in for a checkup 
We need a spiritual heart checkup and maybe a little more often than once a year. And we need it daily from the Holy Spirit. So that is one thing I would really encourage you to do this week. Do a heart check. Go look at your motives, your desires, your thoughts, and your emotions. Then be able to move forward with your kids and sit down with them. You might share it all at breakfast with everyone, but then as you have time, examine and look at your kids. And maybe, you know, if you see something they need to work on, say yes, but if you see something they're doing really well on, then praise them as well. So, in result first, I'm standing on a box, so I'm taller than I need to be. Um, examine, check your heart. Number three, go to God. Over the next few weeks, if you have been not spending time with God, it is time. We need to pray to God. And it goes right along with the ideas that I had just said in, um, where is it? 2 Corinthians 13, 5. Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. And then Psalm 139, 5 says, and not just you go to you. Now let's talk to God. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. This is like God. And this is another prayer that I pray pretty much every week. But I'm like, okay, God, you search me and you know me. Test me. If there is any offensive way in me, show me. Lead me in the eternal way. Where, where are you walking right now? All right. He will show you. Your desire, he shows me things like my desire to control, and that's just an illusion. I need to let go of that control. He shows me those inner chats, those reels that are soundtracks going on and on that I need to replace with truth. He shows me sometimes that I'm keeping a record of wrong. Do you struggle with forgiveness? I have worked so hard on forgiveness in the power of the Holy Spirit. And love keeps no record of wrong. And so I really have to let go. Of, I don't need to keep a record of wrong. And one way I do that is in Colossians, it says, uh, oh, what does it say? Make allowances for those who offend you. Remember, God has forgiven you, so you must forgive others. That's what we must do. And, you know, um, I have to tell you, there are times, for those of you that don't know my story, my husband has not been here for seven years. And I can get, I can keep a record of wrong real easily of the things that he's done to offend me. But I have to make a choice. I ask the Holy Spirit, the presence and the power, the resurrection power, the blood of Jesus, the name of Jesus. Give me the ability to forgive him every single time. And you know what? Some of y'all go, well, you can't forget or you don't trust him. Okay, there's a lot going on. Go listen to my talks on forgiveness. And I can put a link to that in the show notes as well. But I'm going to tell you right now. Forgiveness, when something pops in my head now, it's like, I've already forgiven him. I am praying and walking. And those thoughts come in. I'm like, really? Where'd that come from? Uh, I've already forgiven him. I'm taking him off my hook and putting him on God's hook. Or I'm taking whoever. I've had many people that have offended me uh, in the last few years. And some of them just as deeply as Steve has. But I can't do anything about it. My peace my joy my healing my victory is all through god and i believe it's through um, forgiveness all right change happens from the inside so we also need to remember that our kids change happens their behavior happens from the inside not just the outside the behavior 
but you need to look at their heart. Pray for heart changes in your children. So that is something else. You can go to God, but you can also encourage them and show them as, to, as the day goes through that they can go to God too. So what is your celebration? It's the first end result. First, examine your heart. Check my heart. Three, go to God. And then four, renew your mind, your thoughts, and your attitudes. You can see all of this has to do with our heart, our soul, our mind, our thoughts, our emotions. And actually in Ephesians, it talks about how Holy Spirit renew our thoughts and our attitudes. What does renew mean? Make new. So I'm constantly praying, God, please, I declare that you are doing something new in me and our family. So renew your thoughts and attitudes. Romans 12, 2 says this, do not be conformed to the world. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of the world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think, then you will learn to know what God's will is which is good and perfect and pleasing. That's Romans 12, 2. And then Ephesians 4, 22 to 24 says, Throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, I said this, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature created by God to be like God, truly righteous and holy, to be made new in the attitude of your minds. All right. That's a lot, but what's in my heart that matters to God? Are we busy, busy, busy and no time to God? I will tell you, I was listening to a podcast while I was cooking a meal for someone today, and I said, and she said, the enemy of intimacy with God is busyness. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Because when we hurry, 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 hurry to this event, hurry to this um, church function, busy, busy, Go do the homeschool. Busy, busy. We're constantly hurry, hurry, hurry. He says, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do you ever rest in him? Like take a nap. Sometimes that's the best thing you can do to grow closer to God. Because when we are busy, 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 we don't have time for God. You need to find time in Bible reading. Um, I think it's good reading your Bible, but I also think daydreaming is okay. You know why? A lot of times when I'm daydreaming, God will drop thoughts in my head. All right. And a lot of times we don't even remember. We have dreams at night. I think sometimes that is God talking to us many times as well. Um, but I think we need to look at our heart as well. Many times my heart is in the wrong place. I may speak truth, but I don't speak it in love, which goes right along with um, Ephesians 4 if you keep reading some of those verses. I can't really worship God or celebrate Easter with junk in my heart. Matthew 7, 1 says, Do not judge others and you will not be judged, for you will be treated, for you will be treated as you treat others. The standard you use in judging is the standard you will be judged. He also says, And why worry about that speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own eye? How can you think of saying to your friend, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye. You're a hypocrite. First, get rid of the log in your own eye, and then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eyes. You know, I had a pastor one time when he was talking on this, bring a fence post out. And he said, this fence post is how big your log is. If we take one little speck of sawdust that was made to make this fence post, that's what is your friend's problem. See, we don't even see our problems. We need to do a heart check. 
Matthew 5. Therefore, if you're offering your gift at the altar, and remember that your brother or sister has something against you, excuse me, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to them. Then come and offer your gift. Quit being so busy and take care of the relationships. Those wrong relationships. If you feel like you have offended someone, you need to take care of that first. So, the condition of your heart determines the way you live and the way I live. You need to do a heart checkup. Again, physical heart each year, spiritual heart checkup daily with the Holy Spirit. So, I would really encourage you as a family, begin this week preparing your heart for Easter. Choose one verse about checking your heart. I've shared several of them today. Memorize it this week. Say it every day this week. Let your kids memorize it and saying it. That way, if everyone's memorizing it, you can say it in the car if you need to. Pray it together out loud. Pray scripture out loud. Let your kids hear that you are praying scripture. All right. There's a lot right there, but those are our four ideas. The first one is know the end when you are celebrating. Number two, heart check. Examine your heart. Number three, forgot exactly how I wrote this down. Oh, go to God and let him examine your heart. And then number four, renew your mind, your thoughts, and your attitudes as you move forward in preparing for Easter. All right, I've got a few practical hands-on ideas so let me grab one of these it's right here and I have directions to this on our website this is our Easter garden now last year I did it with my grandkids that I just went and got a bucket at Dollar Tree and we filled it with soil and they got to pick out their plants and plant their own plants but the main thing is now this is a fake one that I've just had over the years that I can always use but this has the styrofoam, whatever you want to do. But if you're doing a real one, you want to put soil. I'll put the links to this when I finish. And then over here, well, here's the cross, if you can see it right there. And then if you can see, let's see, which way? There we go. Here is the tomb. What did I do? I went to Dollar Tree and I got one of their um, little pots that you could plant plants in. And then at Dollar Tree, I found one of these rocks and I just turned it around. And that's the stone that's big enough to put, let's see if we can show you, there you go, that you can see the stone is going to be there. The reason I say go ahead and do this now, you'll have a garden and the flowers can grow. You can add the cross on Good Friday and then you can put the stone there as well. And then there are, um, I just got again at the Dollar Tree or at Walmart, I don't remember, a little bag of rocks and I made a path for where Jesus would come through. And your kids can actually uh, tell the Easter story with this. So that's a fun thing to do. We also have, and I'll show you a little more about this next week, Palm Sunday crafts. Oh, also, I don't have my resurrection eggs. I'll bring them next week. But it's just a dozen eggs, and every one of them has something in it. I was working with my three-year-old granddaughter last week, and we had to collect some things that were missing because I found her mama's resurrection eggs, and I took them there. And so, really, by the time her mom got home from her meeting, or she was on a phone call, um, I was like, Landry, let's get our resurrection eggs. And she could tell me what was in each one to tell the story. One of them's empty because the tomb is empty. One of them has a cotton ball because that represents clouds and so on and so forth. Okay, those are a couple Easter things. This is a Palm Sunday fun craft. You paint their foot. I also have links to this as well. You paint their foot. That makes the donkey's head. And then they use their, um, oh, their hands. 
and the coloring is terrible here. I'm sorry, bad printer. Their hands are here, and those are the palm leaves as well. And then you can go after it's dried and let them use a Sharpie and add the ears and the eyes and that kind of thing. And then use red up here for Hosanna, and they just use their fingers to be able to do that as well. Another thing that we have, this isn't necessarily hands-on, but it is an Easter Passion Week Easter Bible reading plan. Um, I'll send you this one's free right here, Easter Bible reading plan, Palm Sunday through Easter Sunday. And I do not, I cannot find a copy of my book, which is Vinegar Boy. I do not recommend it for younger kids, but elementary, at least middle elementary and up, because it is about the vinegar boy that took the vinegar to the cross. And so there's some graphic, you know, you've got a, uh, a thief let go and he runs into the vinegar boy and all this, but you will feel like you understand what's going on it's historical fiction so it's not the bible but it does have some really good things in there that you can also um use to show your kids i'd use i would use it as a read aloud and doesn't mean you have to discuss it every time but the name of it is vinegar boy and again i'll put some links to all of this and then the last resource i want to show you is um Skies to the Cross Easter Family Bible Study. This is like my Star of Bethlehem one, but a little different because it's going through the cross. But I don't know if you know, there were astro astronomical, astrological, whichever one, um, th things going on. The blood moon comes up at this time. And so you're going to get to do, it's a Bible study, going through the skies of the cross. You'll learn about the um, historical background so you're going to do some history you're going to talk about uh, learn about Christ's crucifixion we'll move forward to Pentecost and then some other things and then we you'll actually go into the blood moons of today there's some videos in there to help you we'll also cover lunar and solar eclipses a lot of science a lot of history a lot of Bible all in there but it comes also as a bundle so that you get more than that. Yes, you get the Bible reading plan, but you also get our chart of Easter feasts, of the different feasts throughout the week and what's going on, the different days. You have some more Easter crafts, some questions for your Bible reading plan. So um, you actually have the, the verses you're supposed to read every day, but you also have questions you can use. The stages of the cross, we go through all of those and then lots of fun activities to encourage discussion about the true meaning of Christmas. So it comes with the Skies of the Cross, Family Bible Study, the Bible Readings for Passion Week. Oh, and this comes with an answer key. Um, Easter Feast Chart, Easter Activities Keep Christ in Easter. And then we have some bonus activities. Family Fun, Easter Activity Collection, and 209 Easter Recipes, Crafts, and Games. It is actually going on sale at this very moment as I talk about this, and I will put a link there. If you want to really focus on Easter, like a lot of you focus Christ during Advent and Christmas, this is a great tool to be able to help you. It is something you could do as a family. If you want your kids to work independently, you probably need to be at least fifth or sixth grade um, junior high, high school. If you want to do it as a family, you can have all different ages. If you want to do it as a group, your elementary kids, you could work through this with them. But the independent ones would be more junior high and high school for the Bible study. Now, obviously, all the activities are multi-ages that you can go to. If you use code EASTER23, I'm pretty sure that's right, 
I had it on here. Easter 23. Um, you can save, and the whole bundle, instead of $45.80, is only $17. And so I will put a link to that as soon as we get off of here. If y'all have questions or comments, please let me know, and, um, and we'll just move forward. Keep Christ the center of your Easter focus. Start with the heart check. Know the end, the celebration, what you're celebrating. Do a heart check. Examine your own heart. Go to God and then allow him to renew your thoughts, your attitudes, and your emotions. Follow the same thing with your kids. Thanks so much. I am Carrie Beck with Homeschool Coffee Break. We'll talk to you next time.